song like at like at 12 midnight and i was like fucking just high as shit and i think it was just was really a down day like i was really just in a in a slump so like i was like fuck i need to get i need to pick me up so i i just got into my stash did a little puff puff was looking on 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 youtube to see what get me in a nice little flow Mm -hmm. and then i found this song on electronic gems channel shout out to them because they're dope are we live yeah we're live oh because you didn't introduce anything at all well i'm getting to it okay martin i'm listening yet you know what i had the same exact experience except i found gangnam style and it was a great magical it, right right when you find internet shit it's just great open gangnam style yeah that's what you're talking you yeah happy that? <laughs> well you know it was a song that changed our generation at least gangnam style i think there's like a viral video that you got to get here closer than my Well, you know, just like how films will change your life, Michaela, a song will change your life. It'll change generation. I don't think that's the Tell right song, Tell me how though. much Open Gangnam Style changed your life, Hunter. It introduced me to foreign music. <laughs> okay. Everybody, welcome to the Peaks and Valleys podcast. I am your host, as always, Ed Rios. Alongside with me is my ride and die, Martin Aguero. Say hi, Martin. What a strange intro, man. Um, that voice that you heard was none other than the man, the myth, legend himself, Hunter Gets. Let's give a round of applause, everybody, for Hunter Gets. Hey. Hello, hello. Happy to be here. Hi, Hunter. Can I point out really quick that we're filming in front of a live studio audience? We're filming in front of a live time. studio audience for the first time. We have a, we have a hype man. They're not amused. Hype woman here, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you go, Smoochie. <laughs> I'm smoochy. Uh, that is the wonderful and wickedly talented Michaela Mason, everybody. She's also here with us. She's done a lot of... She's, uh, she's helped... Her and Hunter of, uh, are together, by the way, if you didn't know. so they're We both, are? They're both... No, we're just really close friends. They're just really close friends, but to the point where you can't get with neither of them, so don't even try. Yeah, sorry, um, guys. Yeah, like, so, yeah, dude. Like, amongst all the people whom I know now... You're probably like the second, what longest friendship I've had since I started my my filmmaking life or career, or whatever you yeah. want to call that. Like it's it's at first it was Zach, and then it's you. Yeah, and and then that's that. Like we what we met like we met on the set of a short film called The Great Bambino. The Great Bambino, which we reviewed in our last episode, which is out. Right yeah, I you know what's funny is looking back on that film. I remember because that was my first experience being on a real film set, because before that it had just been broadcasting classes, uh-huh. and 
uh, I remember thinking like, this is so high tech. This is this is what it's all about. And, and it's just like two DSLRs. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know what's funny is the lights were popping and breaking, and the the bulbs were literally breaking. Yeah. You know, and I I didn't pay attention to that. I thought it was just this is the this grandiose you know, thing that was a film set. And we met and Zach said, this is Ed Rios. He's our DP. And this is when you had really long hair. Yeah. And uh, I remember thinking like, this is, this is what a DP looks like. Because, you, know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're just, they're mystical in their, their appearance. And, um, and you know, again, and Zach, Zach Trussell, the director of the film asked me to act in it. And, uh, Anybody who knows Zach Trussell knows that he's a very convincing individual. Very. And uh, at first I was like, no, nah, I, I, I'm not that type of, you know, <laughs> film student, man. I don't like acting. And he's like, no, come on, man. You got to do it. You got to do it, man. <laughs> he was please. And uh, yeah, he was desperate, but I was like, no, I'm just not an actor. And he's like, oh, man, you can do it. You can do it. And he kept pressuring me on for like weeks. And I just fun- eventually just said, okay, fine, I'll do it. And uh, my role was a. Uh, a shitty date who steals stuff from this house that this 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 girl is like babysitting house watching yeah and uh i, I just basically played this this scumbag and who also roofies a girl by the way can i can i mention that as well and exactly. <laughs> i didn't think much of it and i remember like showing you know like pictures and sharing my experiences with my parents and my friends and they were like so you roofied a girl, and um, the whole movie's about weed. <laughs> That's the awkward silence I got. <laughs> so I went, okay. But <laughs> funny enough, out of that entire situation was I got to meet you. I got to meet Zach. And the last thing Zach said to me uh, when I left the set was, if you ever have an idea for a film or uh, just a project, let me know. And we can maybe get some things working. And I said, okay. So that night, you know, because this is my freshman year of film school. I barely had any experience on these sets. I went home and I, I just quickly got on my computer you and just, wrote, wrote up a script. You just got like, inspired? I spent, yeah, I got inspired. And I wrote like a 10-page piece of shit that I pitched to Zach. And Zach went, okay, I kind of like this. And that turned out to be a film called Left in Black. But at the time, it had nothing to do with what the actual outcome would be. Oh, right. It and, was completely day and night to how it Oh, absolutely. I, I think my original idea for that film was these three hitmen that pick up a girl and they're going to perform the hit. And it right. turns out this girl is the wrong target and, and fucks them over pretty much. Yeah. And that she's, was the she's whole... She's in it with one of the other guys, right? Right. Yeah. And her and double. I think the character Brixton, I, I don't fucking remember... <laughs> they they basically um two time they, they two time them and you know it will listen right now this is the type of filmmaker i was four years ago because, i mean yeah, this was back in 2016 yeah this is 2016 i have changed vastly yeah, from that been, i just want to throw that out there my the idea of a film to me back then was you know night and day what it is now but yeah, yeah that was my it's part of your so, growth yeah absolutely you know you when you first start film school you you you're you're inspired by everything you've seen or you've watched growing up. And you, I was that typical Tarantino kid where I was like, I want to make a mom movie. You know, I was inspired by the Goodfellas right. and the Pulp Fiction and, I think, you know, all the other cliche, you know, I think films we all kind of were coming up. 
trying to be inspire inspirational film students. Sure. Trying to like Tarantino and those nitty gritty kind of films were the first right. type of movie that we thought we we really liked that we thought we could pull off. Right. We're Absolutely. Making them. And it turns out like it's 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 easier said than done. Yeah, absolutely. And and the the pro- whole process, like I I don't know if like me and Martin were talking like should we get into that whole that whole issue, that whole thing that went on between when you were making this, when you were making what was it called? It was called a, another shade of black, wasn't it? Yeah. And uh, then it turned into left and black because there was a whole spiel that went on between that. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't want to know if it was like too uncomfortable for you to get into that. Or no, not, no. Or, I mean, you know, I, I, I can say this. I mean, let's be honest, man. There was a bit of drama there. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, absolutely. I mean, I this is the that, film but, industry. When is there never drama? It is always early? drama. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. This early. But, you know, I mean, uh, filmmaking is unique in that in that sense. You know, there's it, it's a good collaboration. You know, there's two people on opposite ends that that both have their best interests and in idea. And at the time, again, I was very, very naive and, and I just wanted to get something made. Yeah. And, and I was inspired by how Zach wanted to just go out and make a film like fuck the rules. We can make our own films. Yeah. We don't have to wait for a class or, uh, take the or to get a camera or take advanced classes. We can just yeah. grab a camera and go out and make a movie. And that, that I think would have been a great mindset if you know five years before that, when I was really discovering film, right. but Back on left, left and black. Um, me and Zach just kind of tussled around with the script because yeah. he has his own take. I have my own take, and uh, at the time, I just kind of sufficed to his idea because I just wanted to get the, the fucking thing made yeah. and to and to actually be on a set. And I think like the decision when we decided to go with the route that uh, Zach his rewrite was when we were doing a, a, a table read with. Him, you, me, and Adam. Alex, a- Adam, Adam King, right? Right. Adam King. And um, we were reading both, and then it was like, Adam was kind of like the decision maker. Like, Yeah, he just told me my, my script was a piece yeah, of shit, he just pretty like, much, yeah. <laughs> he was like, dude. We'll just lay, this, on the, we'll, let's thing, lay it out right here on the floor. Yeah, and he just told me just my script was a piece of shit. putting me to sleep, and <laughs> I really like Zach's script better. And you're like, okay, we'll go with Zach's script. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like man, didn't even get I should have fought chance. for it, right. Yeah, but I mean, again, I was young, naive, and I just I wanted to get the fucking thing made. Right. I, and, and like I said, man, earlier, really, it's night and day from what I'm making now to com, you know compare it to then. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but I mean, through Left in Black, I learned a lot of things. And the first was pre-production, pre-production, pre-production. Oh, for sure. I mean, I learned that if you don't have your your ducks in a row, you know, you're never going to get the thing made because there's just so many obstacles people don't think about when. Right. I mean, again, for anybody listening, this is Arizona. This is not California. Yeah. You know, our our tax incentive is terrible here. So to make an independent film out here, you have to jump through hurdles to get anything made. And you kind of have to break the rules sometimes and uh, really have to jerry rig what you do. And especially if you're you know, a student filmmaker, but that's, that's your past. Yeah, you know, if you're a student filmmaker, that's your, I can get out of jail free card for most things. For sure. Like if this field is your dream, this state is not your friend. No, absolutely it's not, not your friend. At it all. is your enemy. It will try to deflect any, uh, you know, passion that you have. But if you're driven enough, you will find ways to make your films out here and then yeah. move on to better, bigger, you'll find, bigger and better things. You'll find much. people of, of like-minded too. Sure. Because that's what I found out. Like 
you can be an aspirational filmmaker and want to try your own thing here, but if your your biggest strength is the people around you right. that have that same mindset, absolutely, who want who will go with you on that journey. It's I found it's much more easier and much more empowering when you got your 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 friends behind you and you behind them, and then you end up making this fucking thing. And it's like that strength in number shit. You're with your clan or with your pack. Right. And then it's it's kind of like, oh, these people are making something. Right. And then that's when it, the, the, the threshold of Arizona's rules and they're they're trying to press on you to not do it. That's when it kind of releases a little off. Because right. Like, and I, I might butcher this quote, but um, this, this comes from the director of The Revenant. He said that to make a good film is is not that hard. To make a great film is war. Right, and to make a great film, you have to have a collaborative force behind you that that feeds into that same passion and that yeah. same mindset that you do. Because if no one's on the same page as you, you're basically all making your own little film, your yeah. own little films in a sense. Like you, he wants this, he wants that, she wants this, uh, she wants that. You know, you're you're the director wants to get this certain shot, but mm, the gaffer thinks maybe it's a better shot this way. And your DB is going, yeah, I think we could shoot better this way. And your first AD is agreeing with them. And then your grips are saying, yeah, we don't like this shot. We don't want to work on it. So it's like everything has to be in this equal, this equilibrium, yeah. equilibrium, if you, if you will. Yeah. yeah, man. But I mean, that's for most film sets, you know, you're getting paid. So you're, you're going to do whatever the fuck so, you know, yeah, you're being like, paid to do. After that, then, Zach went back to Chicago and then you met two studs and clowns at the same time and Alex and, and Casey. And yeah. You yeah. Guys. And uh, Casey can quote me on this or I guess Alex, he probably already did in the past podcast, I'm guessing. But uh, I mean, I, I was at that point. I had been ex- an experienced film student for a while and I was a little cocky and I can uh, admit that now. But basically, um, I had this, we were all taking this class and, uh, I knew the teacher from two prior classes and I tried to explain to everyone outside the room before the class started. We were waiting for this teacher to open this particular door. She, this was, al- she was always late, huh? Yeah, she was always late. She was always, she was always like 15, 20 minutes late. It, it kind of became annoying at, at some point, which, you know, if you're in the industry, you know, 15 minutes late, you're fired. <laughs> which is like what she it was always 15 20 minutes late but anyway back to back on track so she was late and we were all in front of this classroom and you know these bunch of students i don't know and uh, i meet alex and casey and i said don't worry guys i've had a class with you know uh i think her name is Jeannie. i've had a class with Jeannie. she's always like this i kind of said in a cocky matter and um manner not matter manner <laughs> and uh Lord, alex was like mistake. this fucking kid like this kid just is too cocky and i remember when i met casey i'll never forget that that man's laugh because in every class that you notice right that's the first thing you notice when you meet casey zenner <laughs> that's the first thing you notice because you'll be in a room and a, and a, a small little joke will pop off right. and everyone kind of chuckles or giggles with casey it's, it's an explosion there. It's contagious. It's, an, it's a contagious laugh. I couldn't it just, make it through American Beauty with that man. It just, I was laughing so it hard. Your day. It, it, it does. Day it does. It, it if you're in a, if you're in a small enclosed room or even a car with that guy, it, you're bound to laugh. Yeah. your ass off. You're gonna have. You're just gonna have a good time just hanging around with him. Yeah, and even his awkward jokes are the best because he laughs along with them. You know, he he makes you. His sense of humor is is right. He's is, uh, he's the type of individual other. that. And, and I never knew this about Casey when I first met him. I, I, I never knew that 
he was very knowledgeable on film. Mo- right. He's more knowledgeable than most film students. Yeah. You know, he he's not invested in these. And, and I, I said this in, the, and in a very nice, positive way. He's uh-huh. not invested in the cliche films that we always go after. He acknowledges them, but he's not always invested in them. He's yeah. he's looking for new films to explore. And yeah. even if that's out of his way, he'll find it. And that's one thing that I discovered in this past year and a half is something I should have done. Yeah. And I or I started doing a year and a half ago and just get my comfort zone watching movies I never thought I'd be watching. So that's good. Man. Thanks to him. But yes, I met Alex and I met Casey and our collaborative forces, uh, you know, yeah, got together. Yeah, He wrote a script. You guys read it. Apparently you were supposed to be just be producer and then you ended up wanting to direct like. Where did that come about? You just got the fire in you and then just had that itch? Yeah, I think I think every filmmaker wants to direct, you know, that's one thing we've all want to do. I mean, no. for the most <laughs> for the for the most part, I think all of us say we want to direct or at least try it, right? And you know, you got to have a you got to have a disease to want to direct because you have you this be a crazy it, has, man. it has these th- <laughs> like like a like a disease, it has stages. You know, you have that that fire in your in your heart to to make something and make this project you're super passionate about fire like in, you, your, in you, your loins it, 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 yeah you have the fire in your loins you got this it's a breath of oxygen in your lungs and you have this like need this this want this desire to make something and and you have the idea that's in your head and it's 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 pleading to get out and yeah and then and then it goes to stage two where you're actually making your 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 you know, gearing up to make this project, you're in production and you're like regretting every minute of it. You're like, you know, you're 30 minutes behind on a set. Your actor hasn't arrived. You, you camera's going to take on 15 minutes and you have five more minutes of light. That's yeah. production on yeah. a film set. You know, it, it, I mean, on an indie film set, at least, you know, yeah. the constant stresses of you have a million problems, but variables. that's the beauty of it is being a director is problem solving, you know, right. finding, how to get over obstacle A, B, C, all the way to fucking Z. Right. And then the beautiful note of it is you get your third stage, which is post-production, and you assemble. And that can be stressful too, obviously, you know, depending on what you're making. But yeah. it's I think it's a beautiful thing. And going back on Screwed, I, I just knew that if I never did an indie project, I didn't think I would ever do anything else in the future. So I, I decided to, to try and take the chance. And so Casey and I kind of came to terms and agreed to co-direct and we're if you know casey if anybody listens to this podcast knows casey zenner or anybody will ever meet casey zenner him and i are two diverse filmmakers we have our own distinct styles yeah and i think i kind of like to think of it as he's more new york and i'm more la yeah so two different flares contrasting types of style but in a good way you know we oh, we yeah. have our own our own you know descriptive voices well what what just just is this though like that one picture what what kind of just staples it is that one picture i see of you two when one of you was high-fiving and the other you was giving a dab at the same time <laughs> and that just kind of like what's the word i'm looking cemented for? Cemented, our yeah <laughs> yeah cemented our our personalities it was beautiful <laughs> that's like the one picture the one metaphor that just says it all yeah because michaela and i were talking about this on the way here actually is you know i i didn't grow up um an art student you know i i was in sports i was really religious when i was a a teenager and art wasn't something i was very interested in or 
I like to think of it more of as I was so intimidated by it that I never, mm. I never wanted to watch certain films or go to uh, a museum or an expo or, or uh, you know, look at paintings. I was just so intimidated by it. And it took me until I was like 20 years old to really realize that I love art. You know, I mean, yeah, so. hey, we all grow in our own pace, man. So it was like a complete, like, just a, 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 like a legit growth. Like right. You, you pretty much shifted your, I want to say your personality, but just added to it. Right. Um. So that's really cool. And I remember that day when we were talking, those those grueling Tuesday nights, talking <laughs> and, and, and planning out Unscrewed. Yeah. And then uh, we had that, uh, where we finally were like at the precipice of shooting to where we had the right. production meeting. Right. And then we met uh, little Michaela here. Yes. So I had a class with the lovely Michaela Mason. Yeah. Here. Let, let Michaela explain this one. Yeah. Michaela, how did you, uh, what happened here, Michaela? Oh, how did you uh, oh. run into our boy Hunter Getz here? What what um, unfortunate amount of events that happened? Do you want to know my like <laughs> my first encounter with Hunter or like? Yeah, like give us like your what, like the first day you met him and then just overall how it went. Well, okay, that school year. My first like initial time I saw him and we didn't even, we didn't talk was like probably like the second day of class, and he left his inhaler oh, hold in up. class. Oh, I'm sorry. Before how what what inspired you to actually go to film school here? Like oh me? Yeah, like what. What just drove you to even just want to like sign up in the be, first place? Be a film student? Yeah. Like do film? Yeah. Um, like from the time I was a kid, I was always making film and uh, yeah. And so <laughs> I like, I think what like the initial thing that got me to be like, I want, I wanted to be a director, but mm. not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I see what it's all about yeah. now. <laughs> um, but just but like that. I think it. that initial uh, thing was I was... Well, I always made like little videos and I edited on Windows Movie Maker or yeah. whatever the hell. And then um, I was in freshman year of high school and it was a summer night and I was just watching a bunch of Foster the People music videos mm. because that's what I did. Good old Foster. You know, I didn't have friends. And, Mark Foster is the only friend you need. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so I saw the music video for Helen Beat and I was like, I want to make this. And so I literally went to Google and I said, how to become a director. <laughs> nice. Because I was so goddamn naive. Yeah. And, <laughs> um, but... Yeah, so from that point on, I was, you know, I wanted to be, I wanted to be in film. I wanted to be a director, and so I had a really amazing photography teacher in high school, uh, Miss Cavalli, and she let me. We didn't have a video program at my school, at my high school, so she let me do instead of photography, she let me do like video stuff, like just use the the Canon Rebel <laughs> and you know film a a little video, and it was it was really like I. Did I learn much? I mean, yeah, sure, I learned stuff, but like, I didn't really learn film until I got into college. Yeah. But it really like did. I didn't. What should I say? I was still inspired in high school, and then film school like really broke me down <laughs> um, because that's what film school does. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's my that's my initial like way of how I became a film student. How I, when I what what want what made me want to be a film student? Yeah, that that little inspirational. Yeah. Fire. <laughs> yeah. So then you went to film school. Went to film school in 2015. Um, was terrified. Yeah. And then I waited to take the block, which was like the big, you shoot on yeah. 16 millimeter film and you do all that. And I waited because I was really intimidated by it and I wanted to be really prepared f to do that. 
Um, and then I finally, they kind of forced me to take it. They were like, no, no, you need to do it now. And so they, they kind of like pushed me out of the nest, the counselors at mm. school. Um, and then that's where I met Mr. Hunter Getz. And yeah, and mm-hmm. my initial, my like I was saying, my initial, uh, the initial time I saw him, the first time I saw him, he was looking, asking Danielle, our teacher, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, she, he was asking her if he left his inhaler the day before. And she said, yes. And she said, I thought you were going to die. And he was like, oh, I could have. And then I was like, what a geek. <laughs> um, but in his, yeah. good, in his uh, charming, in his dorky, dorky way, hunter way. <laughs> but I still, I was like. Is he pulled out an inhaler <laughs> oh, now? This inhaler saves my ASMR. life. ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, <clears throat> so then. I hope, I, hope you, I hope the viewers really appreciate that. that, was, that was I think fun. they will. Yeah. Only time we get some ASMR in this bitch. I know. Oh, I can I can do the rest in ASMR if you'd we'll like. We'll do that after at the end. Here. <laughs> <laughs> um, where was I? So then so, Danielle the next day or the same day, I can't remember exactly the timeline, but she randomly paired Hunter and I up um, to read each other's scripts. And we read each other's scripts. And in, in that day, he's like, oh, I already know. I already know what I'm doing. And like, I was like, I think I'm going to do mine about a fish. I don't even have a script yet. And he's like, oh, well, that's pretty cool. I already know what I'm going to do. I'm going to do this chess game and you're going to be my actor. And I was like, what? I don't act. And he's like, he's like, well, Fred's, there's an old guy named Fred in our class. And he's like, Fred's going to be the other guy, the other actor. And uh, you're going to be my actor. Wow. <laughs> I was like. I didn't know I was such a cocky So forward. Yeah. I mean, but. He also was like super cool, and we talked about music and interests, and I. That's when I started to have a crush on him from ah. the first day. From the first day, Aww. and uh, yeah, and then what I found out that he had a girlfriend. Uh oh. Well, yeah. let's not get into that. That'd be a great moment. Just in the end, it's just throwing a laugh track right there. No, it's a wah wah. wah. <laughs> I think laugh track is going to be even funnier because it's ironic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah oh, no. So you guys started to know each other. Was When was it when he's like, hey, we're, I'm going to shoot a, a film. Want to be part of my team? And then that's when you – like, what? What? Ha- when was that? Uh, it was after – so we had to break in that same class that I was just talking about. We had to break up in groups to do our block project. And he um, – he like we like looked at each other and pointed to each other like that Spider-Man meme or Spider-Man, Spider-Man. meme. Am I right? Yeah, There's so the, many memes out there. Yeah. And so we were in each other's group. And um, then and, when, and then when he got to know me more, he asked me if I wanted to be a part of this short film he was doing with a couple of his friends. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, why not? You know, sure. I'm down. And uh, did not know what I was getting into, which <laughs> in a good way, in a good way, oh, like has it really changed that like unscrewed changed my like life, I guess it like, like really did took you on a path you didn't expect. Well, it did because I didn't like at that time, I still wanted to be a director like I had no idea I wanted to be a production designer. And when I went to that first uh, film meeting, that little production or the production meeting that you were trying to figure out who wanted what job right no one was choosing production designer and i was like "Ooh, i like costumes and set dressing and doing all that and i had no idea what a production designer really even was Uh (coughs) and so i was like okay like if no one else wants that i'll take a stab at it and sure enough no one wanted that because no one ever wants to be a production designer which i don't get it because it's amazing but um but yeah so i got the job (laughs) really had to fight for it (laughs) (laughs) the boats were were close yeah so yeah i got the job 
Right, yeah, you wanted to be the production designer too, right? No, I was script supervisor, what I signed up for. Oh. And I never got it. Oh, I, I knew you wanted to be something that you didn't get. <laughs> yeah, I put it like script supervisor, and I don't think I ever got the role. No one got script supervisor. <laughs> that's how much, that's exactly. how bad that went down. Yeah. We did not have our ducks in a row with that, with that, that <laughs> film. Thinking back on it, we just did not understand production roles. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we understood them. We only understood, we like, understand them. Yeah, we didn't. We only probably got like maybe the bigger roles, right? But like the more detailed roles, and yeah, poor poor Martin, he didn't <laughs> get. Uh, you just got what you were, like part camera guy. Oh, well, was your AC? Yeah, you were my AC. Yeah, yeah I was basically just your AC. <laughs> I mean, it happened in a good way because. Well, I mean, in a way, we all kind of wore multiple hats at once. So For sure. Yeah, you kind of all did a little bit of everything. A little bit of everything, because yeah. that's how it usually goes. Yeah, on indie sets, you just do everything. Yeah. But I think I I think I pretty much stayed to production design though the whole time because yeah. I, I was like the only person. I didn't even have like anybody helping me. No. And in the first one, so I was just like running around wearing all these hats of like art department. It was like pretty art much. department was Michaela Mason. <laughs> it was costume, <laughs> set dressing, set designing, you know, you name it, it was me. Um which I mean, I love I loved it. Like that's what made me fall in love with production design and that's what I want to be now. And so that's why that's I kind cool. of give unscrewed that like even though it that was a, like a silly silly film student movie, it really did change my life because that's also when I became close friends with Hunter and you and Casey and Alex and uh, yeah, <laughs> and everybody else and Martin. <laughs> I'm like well, who am I forgetting? <laughs> Martin lives in a cave, so no one's yeah. really yeah. much of his a big a close close yeah. friend. He just live under a rock basically you just live under a rock at a constant pace yeah. what, that's just you Martin. basically ed, ed just turns on the light and i come and do this podcast and, <laughs> and then i just go like hide again in that i don't know if you see that picture you see that picture where it's like when i come out of my room it's you're like a fucking ghoul no i gotta show you yeah okay. show me that one but yeah so yeah that that was crazy, man. That was what, 2017, 2018? 2017. So oh, maybe 2017. Can I touch yeah. can I touch on when me and we shot met? when you and Hunter? Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm sorry. Go I think it. me and Hunter met in college. Right. It was Matt De Jesus's class. Right. And that was my first it was like my first day of school. And we had it was like studio production what was it yeah we had studio uh intro to studio production so i remember it was my first day of school and it was strange because it's that like i'm like a freshman i'm hanging out with these upper like classmen type of field set so me and you got paired up for this thing where we had to set up like a camera for class right i remember i was super intimidated because he looked like he had money <laughs> so i was like i gotta impress the guy dude man you guessed wrong oh yeah i guessed wrong sure Oh, well, now, now he's more dressed the part. And then after that, we... <laughs> I'm playing. I'm kind of joking. <laughs> no. And then after that, we had like four or five classes too, so... Yeah, yeah. you and I uh, you and I worked on several classes together. And uh, don't say don't say I was like an upperclassman. You, we, were, we were... I was maybe like a semester ahead of you at the time. Maybe. Just maybe. Yeah, maybe but a semester. It's that field because it was like my first day right. of school. And so um, funny enough, this is, this is actually a funny story we can share. We had this girl in our class, um, and I can't remember the name of what her name was for the life of me, but she always was never, she was never involved with the class. Like she was always on her phone or she was in the corner or she was always in the bathroom. She was just never present. You know, she was never really helping on the production because each week we did a uh, studio layout 
and we did green screen and we did all sorts of things like kind of like a live TV broadcast. But anyway, uh, we had this girl in our class and she was just, she was odd. She was very odd. And then I had a class with her the next semester with a teacher by the name of Dallas T and we were going, it was basically, basically studio production, like how to, how to produce your project. And this girl was in that class and she, this girl barely spoke a word, barely, like only when it, when teachers would call on her or questions were asked for her. And then suddenly this, this teacher met this, this like student or teacher. I can't remember for life of me mentioned a porn program at ASU, Arizona state university. And at that moment, (laughs) at that moment, that girl raised her hand and said, do they teach performing too? Wow. <laughs> so that's what she was there for. Yes. She was like, I'm I'm in this When are we getting naked and right? performing? <laughs> She's like, This is what I've been waiting for this whole time I've been signed up for this class. And funny enough, that's how I remember our class so well, Martin, was I, that that girl because I don't, she like I don't she like she like branded herself to that class because I remember thinking that girl was so odd. And you and I were always for some reason she was always in our group too. Dude, I don't remember what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't okay. know. You're she, dreaming up a you're, phantom girl. I don't want to go to the, the audience members. Dreams, are, I don't want to like leave the audience to, yeah. to go. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm not going to talk about it too much because yeah. it'll take it most of the time. But she had star tattoos. That's no, all I remember. So her, name her name was Star. <laughs> That's her porn name. Although, right? I do remember my favorite part of class a few. Yeah. There was one class we had where we were taking notes. Yeah. And it was it was like dead silent. You could hear like a oh no 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 <laughs> no oh, god <laughs> no. Can I tell it? Cause it's really good. I like, yeah, you I, can tell the story. I, I, what okay. happened? So it's dead silent. It's gonna ruin my and career. out of nowhere, someone's iPhone goes off, and it's Siri. Uh-huh. And like, if you have like an iPhone and Siri can't hear you, it'll be like, oh, I can't hear you, and then it says like your name. So it was like, oh, I can't hear you, Daddy. It was it, it was Hunter's phone, <laughs> <laughs> and then he turns around and he blames it on his brother. Oh, he blames Carson. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, my brother. My the, the class went dead silent, and the instructor silent. looked at me, and I I just said I'm sorry. <laughs> and I didn't even explain myself. I, I I think I might have said my brother, but I just I had no interest in explaining myself, and I think that maybe led that led. To a joke, in our in our you know our graduating class, for so long like oh there's daddy, <laughs> but uh, no I I that was a, that was a terrible. <laughs> you know what's so funny is I've changed my name on my iPhone, but I have an Apple Watch now, and every now and then it will tell me is this the correct date, daddy? Or <laughs> nice. uh, I didn't I didn't quite hear that, daddy, and I'm like no I've changed. I, I said call me Hunter, call me Hunter. It just uh. boggles me. Yeah, <laughs> Apple, what are you doing? That's funny. Uh, I had a good story. Uh, but yeah, we've had good times. We've had multiple classes yeah, had together. Classes. And so you were always willing to help out on stuff. And I always admired that because you didn't care what hat you were going to wear. Well, what do you guys the like? Thing in- is, for oh, our like, studio classes and stuff, uh, I remember like, so we had roles. Like, this guy was directing the group and stuff like that. Uh-huh. If there were projects where we had to pick our roles, Hunter was the first choice for like directing or like being like the lead guy in charge. He just had that presence. So, yeah, you kind of always just had that presence, which is just, just pretty natural. cool. Big dick energy. Big dick mm-hmm. energy. <laughs> I, I'd prefer not uh, to be. Big dick Duncan gets. <laughs> <laughs> Funny story. Um, 
Oh, that's my brother taking a shower. Don't worry. She won't. <laughs> shouldn't come up in the microphone. So yeah, like learn you like. Whoa! So you guys were in different classes when he asked you. No, to we had unscrewed. Uh, well, we had a editing class, so it's like a special effects class. Yeah, okay. yeah, we had a special effects class. We were working with After Effects, and uh, I took that class as an elective, funny enough, because I didn't know what to take for my track to graduate. Um, and um, we were getting we were getting that short film revved up, and we were trying to find people who would be on board to work, and you know. Again, this is like a really, really independent student short film. We yeah. This is really us going on a limb saying, okay, we're actually going to make this thing without any help from school. How do we do it? So we just go and went around and started asking other fellow film students like, hey, would you be interested in working on a film? And I uh, approached Martin with it and I said, listen, I don't know what role you could, you could work as. I don't know what field you prefer to work on uh, or work as, you know, and... I would just need I need help pretty much. That's like, my whole mindset was, back then was like let's let's make a film. I don't know how we're gonna do it, but who's who's willing to help pretty much. And like the thing was at that time, I thought you were only at GCC, right? So like for that production meeting, I thought I was walking into the kids from that school. I was like, right. oh, he probably went around and asked all these kids that I knew from school. Oh man, and I was like the only kid from GCC. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, so I was like, oh man. Yeah, for <laughs> those was, who don't know, I I switched film schools halfway through my original track. So I got introduced to two different film schools. So I was I was pretty much like introduced to like two different types of students, pretty much. And so, GCC students and film students got them. Got them. Wow. <laughs> but hey, shout out to GCC all. because I did have an amazing director of that program, mm-hmm. Stephanie Lucas, who does have an amazing uh, track record. And I she have nothing against GCC. I'm just fucking around. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I haven't been there one time. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you're really almost on point anyway. Yeah. So, I like, mean, I'm literally surrounded by GCC students right now, so. Kind of. True. Kind of. A little yeah. bit. Sort of. Kind of. Kind of. Sort of. Shut up, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, back to the back to your story. Yeah, no, like, so yeah, you, you pretty much asked him, and he came along, and then you wanted script supervisor, or you were thinking maybe that might be your choice, right? Well, I remember looking at that job list or, you know, the the row chart and i was i think i was just trying to pick the easiest one i could do for the <laughs> for the whole movie <laughs> so i was like okay that's not too bad he's like well, i don't want to do too much work on yeah this. i'll help him out i'll help him i will be the pa but i don't want to give too well much actually help. i think i think one of them was like the weapons guy or something oh i was like <laughs> that's james I, I was like the armor i would want to do that yeah. but i don't have yeah. any weapons uh it's funny he's like I, didn't i provide weapons or was that all james i, I don't know you provided prop weapons james uh, provided other weapons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. I provided a butterfly knife. Oh, no, that was unscrewed, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's they right. Just, they blend together now. That's right. I, there's the, so, there was, they were so close together, but they really weren't. They were, like, what, a year apart? Yeah. Unscrewed one and unscrewed Unscrewed two. one and unscrewed two. Like, it took about... I mean, that's a whole other conversation. It took, like... Because we just wrapped up on oh unscrewed one, like, at, what, January? Yeah, I think it was December to January. And then, 2018. And yeah, then and then Unscrewed 2 was December to January 2019. So a full year. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, so like you could kind of tell that like the progress we made. A little bit. A little bit, but <laughs> I, mean, I like, mean, what progress we could have made throughout <laughs> that time. No, like I definitely even saw prog- like 
I definitely noticed because I had taken a production design class. Like I, had, you know, when I had first started, I didn't, I didn't even know what production design was. And then in during Unscrewed Two, I actually had taken like a production production design class, and so I knew a lot more. And I right. had like, I kind of was more. I don't want to say professional, but like, you know, more organized in a way. I knew yeah. more what I was doing than just kind of throwing shit around. Which is funny because after Unscrewed, we started getting on bigger and and more professional sets yeah i mean in the nicest way like it was like after unscrewed like she was working on all these she was working on all these sets uh uh creating uh yeah agent orange you you made agent orange which mr orange first off (laughs) oh my god i don't know why i said agent orange (laughs) i was thinking of napalm i guess yeah you're thinking like please fucking kill me with some bombs right now (laughs) (laughs) no but no she went on to work on some pretty big sets and she got she was like Around the film school, she was, she's she still is known as one of the best of the best for her production design. Yeah, shout out I mean, to you, man. It's it's plain. I didn't know about that until like a month ago. I didn't know that people even knew who I was. Really, you're really. Like, I didn't know. I just did my. I was just doing my thing, and then all of a sudden, your hunter's telling me that everyone's talking about me and my production design. Well, it's like, true. Her production like this, design's amazing. So when people mention production design. Kayla Mason's name comes up. Yeah, I mean, I I I seen a reference the school put out for to show what their advanced cinematography students could do, uh-huh. and they used two films to show us, and one of them being uh, Mr. Orange, and uh, he just wants not, the teacher, the instructors, and everyone that were, uh, you know, trying to post and showcase SEC were pushing her project, nice, and her production design, and talking about her, and I was like. Holy shit. Like that's that's amazing. It's only because I put a staircase in there. Like literally, <laughs> it's only because I dragged Stop. a staircase. It like, Stop it. That's it. Like, like I mean, oh, it that was staircase okay. is fucking dope, fair. dog. <laughs> to be fair, I did put a lot more into that, but it was the staircase that got everyone's attention. Listen, it was also the little details. That's all I'm going to say. But yeah, the staircase though. <laughs> but anyway, I'm sorry. We went that way staircase off track. is so fucking dope. Who made that? I mean, it was very hard to bring in. It was very heavy. I bet. Um, but yeah, we did it. And um, there was lots of spiders in the staircase, in the staircase, but I think it was worth it. I hey, think it paid off. Production value, baby. Now SEC <laughs> knows my name. SEC knows your name. Everyone that is cool. Name. Like becoming veterans and or not, we're not veterans, but like just going experience throughout the years of, of going of you guys in school and, and doing your projects, you kind of build a little rapport, a little reputation for yourself. Yeah, and I think you know, as a couple and a collaborative couple, you know, we see eye to eye on a lot of things. Because before we even became a couple, you know, she, when we were working on Screwed, she, everything she would show me, I was like, holy shit, yes. Like, mm-hmm. this girl gets it. Because it, for those who don't know, we went for like a really retro 70s grindhouse, uh, over the top film. We, we, we knew it was going to be kind of kooky and, and kind of weird, but that's, uh. that was the tone. And then, as her and I collaborated more and more on projects and got feedback, like we, we just work well in that sense. You know, like today we were or yesterday, we were because we're working on a, a project right now for a short film that's going to be all black and white and in a church confessional booth. Yeah. And so she's getting she's we'll gearing up. About that. We'll see about the black and white. OK. Yeah. She wants me to shoot in <laughs> color, but I, but black and white fits the theme better anyway. Um, but yeah, but she's preparing to get the set built soon here. And it's like that's what it's about. 
But she worked on my last film, Valora, which is in post-production now. And she, we're gearing up to do this produ- production. And it's like, we just, we see eye to eye on, on little things. You know, she, she understands how to make, how to pop out a lot with a little, you know, to get those little things to really gravitate uh, the viewer. You know, it's, right. it, for me, it was like when we worked on Screwed, it was the, it was like Tiffany's uh, top with the feathers. And it was... And it was, um, it was uh, Chris Galvin's uh, glasses and uh, the makeup he put. She put on his cheeks and just just little things. I mean, I I, I can't think off the top of my head right now because I'm you know, on the spot. But right. she was just able to come up with these little things that made the character the small you know, details. Pop. Like for okay, I got a good instant. Yeah. A good example was when you guys were working on Screw Two. She made that crooked p- picture of Christ. Yeah, and that just told you so much about. Taped up. Uh, with yeah, the the portrait of Christ was taped up on a wall with duct tape, and that just told you so much about Cooper Casanova as a character. Yeah, that definitely. he was so lazy, that he mean, he didn't want to put nails in the wall, and he's a hitman. Right, <laughs> so, just the very fact like it's a Jesus piece. Yeah, I mean, right, but yeah, that the presence of mind of like, okay, this character is this. Right. So I'm going to do this. Like, you definitely have a good keen of sense of how right. of, of understanding the story. Absolutely. You just got to read the script. Yeah, she, she understands <laughs> character well, and she knows how to um, exfoliate visually how... I, I don't know if that's the right word. Exfoliate. <laughs> exfoliate. Yeah, she, did. she knows how to make character elements pop in the frame. And that's... I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying to think of the best way I can explain this, but she does it really well. And... I think as a, you know how I do it really well. You use color as symbolism. Oh my god! Okay, yeah, yeah. It's that simple, Hunter. Goddamn, you make it sound so complicated. <laughs> but even on Valora, like you, you knew how how to express that towards the end with the reds and color. and yes, I know color. <laughs> Much of production design is color. I I I understand I, this. I wouldn't say a lot of production design is color, but I enjoy color theory in my production design because i think it brings a lot of it brings mood people are very are subconsciously affected by color in their in their uh what's the word uh in their mood or in their whatever you know what i'm trying to say right but you but you do that so well and i think it gravitates the viewer to what they should be feeling in the sense you know it's you take a lot i totally get it like as a cinematographer i'm I'm fucking thankful for that shit like right because that just brings out a lot more in the in the picture in the image and it makes me look good by default (laughs) like it (laughs) makes me look like i know what i'm doing it's just like makes you think about how like when we shot and screwed yeah we we didn't know how to fill the frame you know with production design it was like oh there's a tv there's a and there's like a maybe a a, a, a bookshelf there but with hers it's like you took that same wall that we shot in the first unscrewed and made it really bring out the character i mean i was the production designer in the first unscrewed but i did learn a lot in that year so. <laughs> what, but yeah what i'm saying is your first time production designing yeah. to now it's like it's you've really grown yeah you you learn a lot if you just kind of get into the character's mind and you, and i think it's a lot of communicating with the director communication is key and definitely i think like you know, I I read the script a few times over, and then I'll hold this if you want me to. <laughs> <laughs> I read the script a few times over, and then you just kind of I I feel like I get a good sense of what the direct or what the writer more like was going for, and then I 
clear it up with the director if that works for them and usually they say yes but sometimes they say that they're thinking about something else we you mm-hmm. know meet a middle ground and that's what we do yeah that's, you try to get your style out there as best as possible yeah. while still working to the director's vision yep i and found I, that to be a thing yeah i definitely and it's not only the director though i've definitely learned you have to communicate with your dp too your director sure. of photography because if you don't then they won't mess you up yeah <laughs> they will like, mess you it's, up it gets screwy yeah it does and when you're on set like it's all pre-production for production design for sure. too when you're on set and you're you know in the middle of things everyone gets angry and you're going where are you shooting where are you shooting right it's, it's everything's yeah, fucked it's, up and everything's easier too as a director if you find a dp that understands the color palettes are going for and a production designer that goes for, for the same palettes well, you know you know how to uh bring out a mood essentially with a color or a color palette and then express it in two different ways, you know, with your DP, how to frame it. And then with your production designer on how to, to make it pop or to sync or to, to, to give texture or just little elements to your story. Yeah. It, that, I mean, guys, that's what's pre-productions for, right? Yeah. Is to get all those small details in well, sync with everyone. Pre-production is my favorite time. Same. And, and I, a lot of people hate pre-production. Like directors hate, hate it. it. Every, they like they the all production. hate it they're like i just want to go out and shoot and right. it's like dude you're gonna have a crappy film if you do not exactly. sit down and write this out exactly. and design this and like that's my favorite time because i can sit in my room alone and, and i think. can put on some music and i can read the script and i can get into the character and i can just design and create and it's like that's that's where it comes from that's where the film you know that's what people are seeing is the design it's yeah. the costumes is the set and I feel like if you overlook that, it, it just really, you see it. Fucks up everything. And I think yeah. it's important to keep your production designer in, in post-production, which I never hear about, is is having your production... I mean, everyone talks about having your, your DP in post-production because, yes, you are part of the visuals. That is your job. You shot the film. You know, you want to you wanna add detail and give your input in, in post-production. But it's also production designer's input because if you're showing a shot in your edit where maybe the framing is good... But just nothing's there that's filling your negative space. Your production designer will go, well, I think this take is really good because the performance is adequate. But at the same time, you're going to get more depth. You're well, going to yeah, get more I, of a story. I feel pre-production, that's where everyone can be their most creative self. Right, absolutely. And that's why it's so essential. I mean, I'm not saying like we had that issue with Valora or anything like that. <coughs> or, or did any it, other. You didn't call your DP to do, do storyboards in Valora. <coughs> Sorry. Well, you know, oh, I wrote, sorry. I drew my storyboards. You know, what? I do have, I can contest to that because you were part of my storyboards with Valora. Yeah, you already we, drew them. No, then we went and shot them on that uh, visual storyboard and app. And gave them to me and I was like, these are good. And then, and then we went them. actually out and shot the storyboards with the Artemis and got a visual storyboard that was not shitty drawing. Oh, that is true. We did go out and do production. So we would have a better visual reference instead of going, hey, we're going to sh- move to shot uh, 12A and then look at my it shitty drawing. So hot. Hunter, this is Arizona. Like, so hot. Like, this is Arizona, I was in a point where we're like, fuck, man, whatever. Whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I really, I hey, can't, I can't. You know right what? Now. From from somebody that's worked in like 12 degree weather and you're shooting all, all night in exterior, I... I can see where you're coming from, but at the same time, you it, it's a good challenge. It's a good exercise because Definitely. it keeps your mindset. Oh, stop being positive. It sucks. <laughs> of course it sucks, but it's a it's a good challenge. No, I mean it sucks. <laughs> that's because straight up sucks ass. And you know it does. I mean this is this is part of the process, right? Well for anybody listening <laughs> I mean but listen, you know what? 
it sucks and that's what shows you that the, we, we are passionate because we're not getting paid a dime in fact we're spending our money yeah. and we're ki- practically killing ourselves in the heat or the freezing cold and we're still doing it because we, we're that goddamn and that's what i was about to move to like that's oh, just got him. <laughs> it just gets us keeps us on our toes and shows how much we love this yes, yes. gosh that's gotta awesome. make me look like a bad guy Speaking guys of passions well we love you hunter and we love giving you shit we love shitting down on your shoulders as, <laughs> Don't shit as, on my shoulders. <laughs> as one one great person once mentioned um yeah like with passion speaking of which it's a good segue that was under our next question is is inspirations right yeah inspirations like like what what was your guys's inspirations to when you're making your films when you make your movies like what's the thing that go in the back of the head that like you draw from that you just get inspired from oh man like That's I, a, I know it's you can go go and elaborate about this like for a long time. Do you? But do you mean like, because you know I, like I feel like like movies, just in, movies music. in general, or like per like are you talking about certain sets? Like when you go onto a set, no, what's your inspiration? I'm talking about like when you grew up, the music you listened oh. to, or the mu- or the movies you saw, or the art you you went to to go see, or whatever. I mean, I think I could answer that. Yeah, like I just mean, like when you make a set, you're like, oh, I really think it could. I'm I'm drawing inspiration from this, like just yeah, you know, saying like that's. I mean, I think like if you're talking about just like m- like music in general, like music has always been a huge inspiration for me. Like I've always been a musician. Uh, that's I've always been like ever since I was really little. I've always been in art, like something I was either I was writing and or um, I played the violin all the way from fourth grade to senior year of high school, um, and I, I think like just I, like what I, so the question is like what type of music or no like just what kind of film just yeah what kind of look like what certain song or film that like are your your total like the, your favorites that inspire you whenever you do something yeah, or is that like, too much is that too vague of that a might question? be too vague because i think like i think you really like it depends on what i'm working on that i really like like it like in general like i mean i kind of mentioned it before like what got me into film was actually yeah. music was the music video for foster the people for the helena beat um but like pers like for if i'm going on a set or if i'm you know if i'm designing something for a set i, I think it just really depends on on you know the certain the certain set every you know you get inspiration from different things yeah. um yeah like google is a great <laughs> inspiration <laughs> you know when that you're trying works. to when you're trying to build a confession booth and you say <laughs> You go to Google, right? And you say Google.com, you know, and then you say, you can see that little search bar, you know, and you just say, confession booth. <laughs> and then it's um, the most amazing thing happens. You yeah. click on images. It's small. Uh-huh. And I think it goes out, comes after, sometimes it comes after news. I you sometimes accidentally click on news. I think uh-huh. they switched it up. It used to be like web search and yeah. then images but then they said web web search and then news yeah and they like images switched up the they switched it up because they're trying to get you to read news right anyway so you go to images right mm-hmm. and then you just scroll through and you find, <laughs> find your inspiration, inspiration. <laughs> 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 no but in serious like it, it comes from a lot of things i think it just stems from i mean like fav- like you know movies that you that you watched um like i don't even know dude it really depends um well you know <clears throat> what really inspired me my the first movie i went and saw because i i wanted you know i i i went and saw movies as a kid obviously but when i decided i wanted to be a director at the time um sure i 
went and saw Moonrise Kingdom uh, for by Wes Anderson, you know, the mm. biggest indie filmmaker ever. But right. I didn't, I thought, I was like, damn, who, this guy, like, he must be like, I thought it was his first movie he had ever made. Like, I, I that's what I thought. Really? I was like, this breakout artist, Wes Anderson, <laughs> damn. Like, and I was like, this is my favorite director. Like, I saw one of his movies and I just fell in love with it though. And I was like, yeah, this is my favorite director, Wes Anderson, you know. <laughs> and then I like started looking him up and I'm like, Oh, he's like the indie king. Yeah. And he's, he's been around since he's 90s. been around since ninety six. Yeah. With Bottle Rocket. And like he is known as the indie king. Um also a, a fan favorite of Martin's here. Yeah. Wes Anderson. I like him. Yeah. Remember I told Alex I thought his movies were good. Uh huh. And he said it's like watching his grandma make a movie. <laughs> so that's what he compared it to. Of course Alex would say that. Yeah. Alex can never give anybody a compliment. <laughs> no, and if it is, he's being sarcastic. Yeah. So yeah. I love him, but I, yeah. he is something else. That preferred, one. preferred taste. <laughs> but that's another, that's a whole other topic. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, like Wes Anderson, I think Wes Anderson has, um, he chooses amazing uh, designers and he has a great cinematographer. I'm really spaced. I'm literally spacing on his designer right now, which is pathetic. But I can remember his cinematographer is Robert Eoman. Right. Um, but yeah, he has the same production designer for like most of his films. And whoever they are, they're amazing. And they have such a unique style. And I think that I think when I watched Moonrise Kingdom, it wasn't even it wasn't really the story. The story was cute, but it was the production design for yeah. me that really. And it was subconscious. I didn't know until years later that that's what I loved. Um, that's cool. Yeah. See, it's funny how. Even in the professional realm, filmmakers still keep those people who they like as their like as their their crew, like their friends. Yeah. Is still, their crew. That's why I just have it gives me so much hope. Yeah. That it just yeah. take it'll just take one of us one yeah. day to yeah, break. I it. know, right? It's gonna be Casey. <laughs> it's gonna be Casey. <laughs> yeah. It'll either be Casey or Hunter. But, anyways, but you know what? I'll be riding their coattail all the way. So there you go. Same. Or you, Ed. Same. I doubt it, but I think you know I, I think I plateaued. But thanks for the hope. Okay, <laughs> I'll always be there with you, Ed. <laughs> just in case you make a big. Just in case. Just in case. Yeah. What about you, Hunter? Uh, what are your? I know you can go on, man. So pick, pick two, please. Pick. Oh God! <laughs> All right. Well, I'm actually gonna follow. I'm actually gonna follow what Michaela said, and I'm gonna kind of go along the lines of like what inspired me initially, inspired me, and then kind of go about talk about like what inspires me now. Yeah. Um, I was on a trip back from Nevada when I was 15. Yeah, 15 or 16. Driving back from Nevada to Arizona, and on and on a little like eight inch DVD player screen. I watched Django Unchained mm. and the movie literally concluded right as I pulled up to my house. And I remember getting out of the car and my friend's dad was helping me unpack my bags and my fa- my mouth was just gaping open. My mom, my mom and dad came out. My mom and dad <laughs> My mom and dad came out just to say hi and, you know, to help me get my bags in. And um, I just could not stop thinking about that movie. I, I remember thinking, like, you can make a movie like that? You can have style like that? Yeah. You can have music like that? You can have, you can you can do that? And, I you know, I know, like, a bunch of film kids can say, like, oh, Quentin Tarantino, that's very cliche. But, like, seriously, like, that, that changed my whole perspective on how you can make a movie. I saw filmmaking as an art at that point. And, you know, for where, to where I am now is like a huge arc, I guess. You know, I went from 
trying to make something very entertaining, which movies should be. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure. To really trying to find like the human condition, like what makes us tick, what makes us operate the way we do. More deeper roots of Right. Of storytelling. Absolutely. Because I think as a filmmaker it's our privilege and our job to explore the mindset of why people do the things they do or to explore or to explore like topics or issues and figure out why this is occurring or, or to put someone in that in that place and say this this issue or this person's going through this. Yeah. And if you don't understand it, maybe I can help shed a little light. Whether I fail or succeed, I tried. Right. Theater 101. Right. For sure, man. That is cool. And I kept it short for you guys. Oh, so. thank, thank you, sir. <laughs> Any questions you wanted to ask them? Martin, because I got to go to the bathroom real quick. So I think no, I'll be I... the oh, God, host. Yeah, you, I mean, yeah. Sit, you can sit here. Oh, I'm gonna... Your brother's in the shower, oh, so be yeah. careful. Uh, yeah, I, I usually walk in on him all the time anyway. I'm going to get the oh, big boy. <laughs> I'm interviewing <laughs> you now. <laughs> Please oh, do. Yeah. We, we've switched roles. It smells like head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. Nice I'm I'm in like the driver's seat now. Yeah. Well, you are this the co-host, is... so now you are the host. Usually, I'm like the sidekick. I don't talk much on this. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I'll continue the conversation. <laughs> So I know you've changed your mind on what you want to do. Yes. You know, you went from director to production designer. Yeah. I, and it's not that I don't want to be a director. Mm-hmm. I just want to write and direct and produce my own stuff. Yeah. And that's that won't happen for a while. It will one day, yeah. but not for a long time. So, like, have you changed your mind over the years since you initially started at the very beginning to where you are now in terms of the role you want to have going forward? Not necessarily. I've always wanted to write and direct. And I feel like that's kind of become a bad word in the sense, you know, like everybody wants to be a director, but in a good way, you know, we all have that mindset. We all want to be captain of that ship and to, to be in control and to control our art. And for me, it hasn't, that mindset has not changed. If anything, it's just become more of a rally that if you want to direct and write, you have to fight. You have to make something that stands out. You have to uh, push the limits of what you're comfortable with and make something that really displays your voice, but at the same time addresses something and really tells a story generally. And for me, it hasn't changed that. My mindset hasn't changed that way. I've done more camera work recently because it pays. Mm-hmm. And uh, my second choice in filmmaking was camera because it's the closest thing to the visual. But no, I've never for once thought this is, I want to change you know my career, my career path. I've always wanted to write or direct. Wow. <laughs> you know, really shove it in my face. <laughs> no, no, I mean. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> Don't make me look like the bad guy. Come You're on. You're not a bad guy. <laughs> Billie Eilish. Uh, <laughs> Ed's uh, back. Do you I'm, want your microphone back? I'm back. No, you can keep it. We'll, 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 we'll s- oh. Oh, whoa. We'll split. I'm sorry. I, I'm a little scared. Are you? Why are you scared for? I don't know. I just I, like so soon, you know, I've already taken your place. Yeah, What's I know. Well, that's that's just been a reoccurring thing for me. So I'm used to it. So, so yeah. now Jesus. she has to edit oh. it uh, and upload it. And she has to do all the animation now. So yeah, yeah. yeah. animation and swap places. I'm just going to kind of I'm just gonna throw it all one. Yeah, throw just it all. it's just all layered on top of each other. So yeah. you just get this blob. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be great. There you go. Yeah. Um, no, my next thing for you guys was uh, if you guys talk, done talking about your inspiration is uh. You guys are, are your future plans, man. You guys are leaving us here pretty soon. Hopefully. Hopefully. 
Yeah. We're, are we, do you want to take the lead on this one or should I? Yeah, I could take the lead. Um, it was, it was LA, right? Like you guys thinking about LA, California? First it was Oregon. Well, no, it was, it was LA. And then, um, we were like, wow, LA is expensive and there's a lot of traffic. So then we were like, <laughs> we went to Portland and we were like, wow, it's really beautiful and quiet here. And, uh, we had a couple of friends that, that were in Oregon and really rooted for Oregon. And we were like, maybe we can do it. It's really independent. Like, you know, we can, we can probably make it work here. It's cheaper. And, um, uh, yeah, and then Hunter, you can finish. Off yeah, so Oregon's news. film industry is very independent, similar to Arizona's. Uh, they have a better tax incentive than we do, from my knowledge. And so I saw that there was a few series out there. There was like Portlandia, and they're shooting like uh, a, ne- a few Netflix stuff out, Netflix shows out there. And I started to think, wow, maybe we can we can work out there as more indie uh, filmmakers and not have to, you know. Uh, you know get around the beast that la is yeah and at the time that was a great idea and then we have a friend who's out there and i got connected with some people in the industry out there and i got talking to them and what it sounded like was everyone that's out there working is similar to the people out here they've really made their own um their own businesses out here mm-hmm. and started their own production companies and had to fight to, to be top dog and everyone that was like our age that was out there were all PAs, which in LA would be the same, but they never usually move up. And to move up, you would have to basically start your own production company or have to fight harder. So, but in LA, you know, that's the heart. That's the beating heart of the film industry, you yeah. know, out there. And what I, what I learned in this past year and a half was because I went and worked on a feature out there for almost close to close to a week and a half, two weeks yeah yeah i went out there and (laughs) i'm I'm recalling my memory here sorry i think it was five days but it's okay (laughs) anyway i got this great opportunity to work on a feature out there for the lgbtq community um which is now in the um outfest by the way playing in la march 8th if you're out there but anyway um nice plug yep gotta (laughs) throw some advertising in there but anyway I just learned out there that, you know, to make it, you just, it's who you know and you got to connect. And so I just started weaving my way in and out and connecting with people and, and talking on Instagram and social media. And then and like later on this month, I'm going to meet uh, a representative for the DGA and, and his wife's a writer on The Handmaid's Tale. So yeah, yeah, I'm excited for that. It's going to be a fun meeting. Can't wait to meet you, Luke. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> like, you too, Hunter. he's like all right meetings canceled (laughs) but no i mean i just i found that out there you have to really connect so her and i decided that we're you know the the first few years like anybody will tell you that's out in la will just tell you it's 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 rough it's tough you gotta you gotta really fight for it and we know that we understand it going in and we're gonna be smart about it so yeah i mean and i mean it's the nicest way there's just nothing out here for Arizona for the, for the industry and we're for anybody that is knowledgeable in the film industry we're trying to get this bill passed in, in our Arizona uh, house for our, our for our tax incentive and it's just not it we're really really it's pushing and there all these people from the APA showed up it's not really through nothing comes here Arizona was the heart and soul in the 50s for the westerns and for John Ford's uh, films and now in Monument Valley and now it's all businesses it's all businesses and if anything's shot here it's very small. It's for maybe an insert shot or just a small sequence. 
you know, it, that's that's what Arizona is now. They just need that background, the Arizona. They just need that Arizona background, and that's pretty much it. And they go back to Hollywood. Yeah. For everyone's like, oh, Transformers shot here. Yeah, they shot a little bit of a car chase out here. That's yeah, it. Nothing scene. huge. <laughs> you know, if you want to work in the industry, you have to go to the big landmarks, which are Atlanta, L.A., New York, uh, Canada, Ontario. Um, yeah, Ontario, Ontario, Ontario. Oh man, I really screwed that one up. I'm gonna. Probably never heard the end of that one. But yes. But yes. This magical, mystical land called Ontario. (laughs) Um, You're going to put a little... I know what you're going to do after this. You're going to be a little cartoon sketch of Ontario. (laughs) And you're going to have like this little like flag that's like half Canada, half Mexico. Like, I mean, like the more you're talking about it, the more I'm probably going to do it. Because they're just putting more content. And I'm going to see this. Is it V for Vendetta? Is that like... I feel like... Is that the movie that like... I feel like that's where he would live. Yeah. Yeah. Ontario. Yeah. Oh, God. Anyway. I'm, I'm going to see this on Twitter in probably like two weeks, three weeks. It's going to be good. Oh, God. Martin has something to say. No, I just... I don't <laughs> just know. He's, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's over there like brainstorming what Ontario could be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's a little shit like that that I fuck up on and now we create a whole meme, so... Yeah. I love it, man. Um, Yeah, so... That's cool, you guys. Like, I'm, I fucking wish the best for you guys, yeah. and and I hope it all works out. Because if it works out for you, then it's gonna work out for all of us in a way. <laughs> hey, don't, we don't, only one of us needs to make it, right? And only one all, of us. We all have that car. And then we have, each of us have a twenty-five percent chance. Is that so? No, wait. We got Ed, you, myself, Alex, and Casey. So that's what six people. One, two, three, four, five. I mean, also, I don't know if that's how that other that's avenues work, but yes, one of us will make it. Yes. <laughs> I mean, there's other avenues like oh, the friends we made yeah. in the process. It's all, about right. it's, it's all about who you know. And if if I mean, that's why I tell you never to never to burn any bridges, because if you are rude to somebody and then 10 years down the line, they become the next big thing or they're working on an HBO show or they're working in the industry in general and you need to get a job and you need a way in and they go, Oh man, Hunter gets you treated me like utter shit. I am not going to hire you or get you referred or, or even get you on a set. You're going to stay 10, a hundred feet away from this, this set. We're going to keep you. <laughs> you're going to stay a uh, hundred miles away from this set. Sorry. That was a really bad analogy, <laughs> but yeah, you get my point. Happens to the best of us. Well, that's cool, man. That's what happens when you need more water. Yeah, drink some Dasani. Dasani, bitch, and then go to <laughs> and then go to Chili. Thorny, my thorny. The thorny and Chili. And Chili's. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, LA is scary. Um, that's why we're like really just stocking up, you know, savings. Yeah. And I think hopefully next year will be the big jump. And I, I think I do believe next year will be the jump. Um, Probably not till like summer. I mean, the original plan was January. I feel like every couple of months we're like maybe May. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe, but this, maybe July. I, I will say though, this 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 past year has been an insane year. Yeah. I mean, a year. Let's let's count it like a year in in four or five months. I would yeah. say because her and I met, or her and I start dating, mm-hmm. and life has been amazing. I mean, I we've got to True. got to collaborate more. So cute. We got to, uh, I got to be on bigger <laughs> film sets and learn more and work with some top dogs and just connecting with more people. And she's got 
to be able to work on more sets. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I can also say in these past two years, just it's been a whole shift, dude. It's it's been insane. Like the same year I we did Unscrewed, um, literally, like I went up to Northern Arizona University to finish my bachelor's, and I got to be at Panavision, yeah, the biggest camera rental house. And I, that might not seem like a lot to people that are working out in LA in the industry, but for an Arizona kid, that's fucking huge. Yeah. And I got to work on a feature, and my first actual feature film. That's you know, it's in full circuit right now. So I mean it, and for her, it's like we got to work on a project again together with a higher production value, and got to really collaborate a little more. And we're still collaborating, and I love that. So I think this has been a great year, and I'm keeping my fingers crossed, and I'm gonna fight harder than I ever have. And so will she. I hope, you know, I hope, (laughs) I presume so. So and I have a good feeling, man. You know, whatever happens, you know, happens. uh, Happens, (laughs) I guess. That's the line of the decade. Whatever happens, happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. So in between then, like, have you guys got plans for, for for between then and and now? I mean, now and then, like oh, yeah. projects, oh, something yeah. coming down the pipeline. Absolutely. Um, Saving money. <laughs> <laughs> Make. Um, <laughs> what are we actually doing? Yeah. I mean, we're working on. Yeah, we um we got a short film we're gonna be working on in April, mm-hmm. which will be fun. Um. And that's going to be quite a challenge, actually, because we're shooting it in black and white mm, um, and building an entire church, in pretty color. much. <laughs> <laughs> in color. And that's going to be fun. Um, I'm in post-production on my film, Valora, um, which we're going to be hopefully debuting at the Scottsdale Film Festival and pushing for the bigger uh, circuits as well with Phoenix okay. Film and um, some of the L.A. stuff and some of the Oregon stuff and a bunch of other film festivals. And then we're hopefully trying to get this next project in the works that Michaela's gonna direct. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. So <laughs> we're we're working on that. And then I um I've been pitching more scripts to to uh, to contests and stuff. And I recently got um uh, nominated for one of my scripts, which was awesome. So I'm just just grinding, man. That's good. Just grinding, dude. What can I say? <laughs> I was just on the grind. Just grinding, bro. That comes you know, full circle, man. For I first night, started as a, started as a skater. Now, now I'm now a filmmaker. <laughs> I was gonna say filmmaker, but okay. <laughs> yeah. So that's good, man. Like, always got to keep busy, dude. Like, that's that's always the good thing. And yeah, I, I think it it keeps. I I I believe this is the same thing for Michaela. If you're if you're keeping busy, it just keeps you sane. Like, yeah. there was a period where I wasn't working on any productions. And I was driving myself nuts. I was pleading just to go grab my DSLR and go out and shoot a tree. You know, like that felt good after not working on a set and not being around the flow. Because the chaos is therapeutic in a way, you know. I think for me, like not filming, like not designing or filming or like being part of a set is like, I feel like I'm a total piece of shit. Like I'm such a like... I'm not, I'm worthless. I'm not doing, you know, anything. I'm just wasting my life away. I'm like, what am I? And then when I start to get back into it, I'm like, oh, I feel productive and I'm actually like doing what I love again. Kind of like like fulfilling a purpose. Yes. A whole. Exactly. That's inside of you. That just, that you just got to. You know, that gaping hole. That gaping hole. (laughs) (laughs) In my heart. (laughs) Uh, So that's great. Um, Yeah, that, I think. Anything you want to ask them? I think I think like, this is because because like I know you had a lot of burning questions to ask Hunter here about 
some things. I think the biggest question I have for Hunter is uh, when are you going to play uh, games with us on Steam? <laughs> when I have time, when man. You got time, man. I literally have no time. <laughs> he hardly has time for me. So get whoa. in line. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Shots fired. <laughs> she's like, oh, she's no. like, games? Nah, he's, I'm first. Yeah. Games <laughs> may be Oh, a we're distance playing games, thing. just not with you. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, no, huh? I I would love to play on, on Steam with you guys. I just, I have I didn't no... get an invite, so. Uh-oh. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, you're more than welcome to play with us, Michaela. Is it if scary? You, if you want to learn. I mean, we have a scary game that that Hunter got. We're trying to still get Hunter to get on it. Uh, and then we got the Bigfoot game. That actually was pretty dope, yeah. dude. See, I bought the game. <laughs> really? I, 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 I have not. How, when, how, when was the last time I actually touched my, my gaming PC? I don't know. Probably like four months. I don't know. It's been a do. long time, guys. I have not been able to really go online and, and, and play competitively or anything. Like, I just, I've had no time. I've been working on scripts or on a set or just, yeah. That is day job. Oh, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I got a day save job. Up. A nine to five. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, you got to do what you got to do, man. I was just, just fucking with you. But, <laughs> I mean, we'd love to see you there. We love, we'd love, love to see you online. Yeah, I know. I, I want to play really bad and uh, we're going to get on that and uh, making a commitment to uh, hopefully do that over spring break. Yeah, well, when all said yeah. and done and when you finally have free time, let us know. Yeah. Let's we'll all, we'll let's, all play. Let's plan for spring break. Because we'll all hunt for, for Bigfoot all together. Bigfoot, I got, game. I got, game I got PUBG. Okay, you, yeah, I, I, you, you got me at Bigfoot. Let's do this. Yeah, Bigfoot we're, is we're, real. it's an open world, and we, we, me and me and Martin played it the other night. We're we're hunting Bigfoot. Is it, is it a really independent game? Yes. Great. Then I can expect myself as Bigfoot in the game. Well, you're not Bigfoot. No. You're hunting Bigfoot. Is no, I'm like saying Spider-Man? like they the game the game sort of. I'm okay. saying the game developers saw me taking a shower or, or walking around my house naked and said, "Shit, that's Bigfoot." And then, you know, there you go. <laughs> so I'm Bigfoot. You're Bigfoot. Um, Bigfoot. You are the Bigfoot. I'm the Bigfoot now. <laughs> oh, you're the Bigfoot now. Can we talk about Bigfoot for a second? Let's talk about Don't Bigfoot. Go ahead. Because I was always like, Bigfoot's not real. Like, let's be like, it's he's not real. Like, or they, the, the community of Bigfoot is not real. I just like to but, have the no, ability wait, to believe, Michaela. But wait, I like you. You know, as humans, you're like, oh, we discovered everything. Yeah. And there's nothing. Nothing can hide from us. Sure. But. I don't know because recently I've come across some videos. Okay. And I know there's editing and I know there's like Photoshop or whatever, like, you know, After Effects. And I would hope you know what editing, editing is. You're I know what editing it. is, but I don't like to do it. But anyway, <laughs> my sister showed me these videos and she showed me like these interviews with people who are like Bigfoot believers. Uh, and honestly, like, it's possible. It I mean, is. for sure. Like, I keep my mind open to stuff like that all the time. Survivor Man? Have you heard his story? Yes. I believe him. Yeah, because we just saw him butt naked this morning on a video. No, no, no. That's Bear Girls. Oh, totally sorry. different. We saw a video of Bear Girls like, trying to do oh, a video no. today. Oh, I'm and sorry. He jumped is it over Man vs. Wild? Is Survivor Man Bear Girls and Man no. vs. Uh, Survivor Man is uh, less. What do you think less, is, ha- is it? Less, less something. something. I think Bear Girls Strauss. is Man vs. Wild. Yeah. Less Strauss. Yeah. Okay, so Survivor yeah. Man. Less what? Less Shroud. Less yeah. Shroud. Yeah. Shroud, not Stroud. Stroud. Shroud. Shroud. Whatever. Less Survivor Man. Survivor Man. Survivor who's been man. out in the wilderness for God knows how many years of his life. And he has his own stories about Bigfoot. And it's like unexplainable things. 
and it, I don't know. Like, yeah, I'm I mean, convinced. and I, I mean, maybe, maybe this, the pond water got to his brain, but <laughs> honestly, like, I want to, I want it to be real. This, this has just become a separate podcast now. So we're going <laughs> to, we're in the back, edit, we're in the edit, we're going to cut it right at me talking about my passion, and we're it's going to be a segment for the next week, so <laughs> we we'll don't have to edit. Look, I am so down to, to just do a separate podcast, well, over, and just talking fucking paranormal stuff. Paranormal stuff. Open the cookies, and then, and then just do another whole whole episode. You got plenty of time. Can we do an episode where we talk about Bigfoot and then also just like do BuzzFeed quizzes? On, okay, like, a special what? episode. We cut it here. Yes. And take a break? I don't know. I don't know. Well, let's let's end this. Let's end this episode first. I had another. I had one more. I had one more question. Back to film mode. Back to film mode. Like for your question, professionally. But no, I was just gonna ask you when when can we see Valora, and um, anything else you got to plug. Ooh, that's a good question, my friend. Uh, we are uh, currently at the very end stages of Valora, so we hope to premiere in either April or uh, middle of May. So if you're trying to see it, it will hopefully be presented in any of the upcoming film festivals, hopefully. So that's where you'll be able to see it. Um, and for further projects, I'd say the same. Um, for any of the people that donate to our indie, our, uh, our, um, our not group, uh, not uh, Indiegogo, um, GoFundMe, Go you're going to get a special little prize. And that will be hopefully coming out Ooh. when the movie is all said and done. So we're shooting, we're shipping those out as soon as the movie is done. Um, special little prize. Ooh, special little prize is our little special viewing, a special poster. It's, it's a picture of me. Hunter Gets. It's a picture of me. And a quote, an inspirational oh, yeah. quote. It says, please let it be one of those images you have of him. Could it, is, is like the premium one, oh, like man. the one where, where you got his bare ass. Oh, I got his bare ass. Whatever happens, happens. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happens, happens. Like is, is, Whatever happens, happens is, is stapled After on my booty. He's trying to over talk me. Watch like 10 years from now. I'm like at a DGA event or something. And I'm talking to like a prestigious director and I have to keep it You're all together. And he's like, oh yeah, I, saw, I heard this on this podcast like 10 years ago that you have a shaved booty. No, not shaved. Shaky. Shaky booty. <laughs> you like to shake your booty. Oh, okay. Jiggly <laughs> and shaky. You nothing else to say to that. A shaved booty? Well, Bitch wears. Well, uh, it's like like going to my OnlyFans. It's like the top premium. Yes. Please pay for my premium Snapchat. It supplies my uh, way in the gang Hollywood. Uh, if you pay for it, it's 12 bucks a month, and you get to see my shade booty. Thank you. And, and, if, you're, and if you're also into to gag fetishes, you can see him throw up or oh, have yeah. a gag reflex. Oh, he does and uh, recently I shaved my beard off, so apparently I look like a pedophile slash porn star. And uh, you can catch me on Pornhub as uh, Ben Hover. No, you ben can't. Hover. I mean, ben Hover. To clarify, I mean, honestly, can. no one ever said that. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm keeping it all in. Oh, ben Hover. He, he said Ben Hover. It's Ben Dover. It's Ben Dover. Yeah, okay. Well, like whatever. B-E-N. You get the presents. <laughs> you you got to cut this. Uh, anything for you to plug in, Michaela? Uh, not a damn thing. No. <laughs> uh, anything for me to plug? No, dude. You okay then? <laughs> like, nah. My social media? Any, any, oh, uh, I mean, where, where you can find you? Oh, you know where to find on, me. On, <laughs> he's like, just, I live out there um, on Thomas. <laughs> if, if there's any filmmakers that are listening to this that are looking for art department or looking for somebody that to help their projects, seriously, like, yeah. she's a great production designer. Yeah, 
reach out and, uh, and touch faith. So. Yeah, t- <laughs> reach out and touch. <laughs> Coffee written. <laughs> Still gonna play it. This podcast is over. <laughs> Cancel. It's canceled. Okay. Well. Well. How about anybody? Can, where, where can we find you at, Hunter? Uh. Well, you can follow me on Twitter at uh, HRG something. <laughs> he doesn't even yeah, know his handle. Like one zero three four or something. He's looking it up. Well, while you're while he's looking that up, you can follow me on Instagram, <laughs> which is like the only thing I go on, and I don't even post that much. Um, but it's but when you do post, it's pretty good. Oh, it's just my dogs or Hunter. Your dogs. I still got the the Christmas greetings of yeah. you, Hunter, and, and, oh, and the you, dogs yeah, on my go in check my room. That out. Please look um, at that. It's a fucking blessing. Yeah, but it's at uh, Michaela Mason Films. That's at M I C H A E L A M A S O N Films. It's a mouthful. Oh yeah, it is. And you can follow me on Twitter at. Hunter R. Getz or on Instagram as HRGOE1324. Please do. Beautiful. Oh. I mean, it was a it was an awesome fucking thrill to have you guys here, man. It was it really fucking cool. It sounds like you're thrilled. I mean, <laughs> my, the way I express things is, is very robotic. Oh, yeah. The human robot. Well, that's hence <gasps> the name. Plug yourself. Hence the name. He is the robot. Human robot. I am the robot. No, um, yeah, dude, it was really fucking awesome to have you guys. I've been trying, like, I know you've been busy, and I, like, I finally fucking got the balls to just say, when are you coming over to do this? I'm glad I did, <laughs> and, yes, and it was really fun to have you both on, dude. Like, that's it's just like a double treat because, like, I, I honestly was just expecting Hunter, but I, yeah. yeah, but like, I was like, oh, once I'm you like said his little puppy, I yeah, just follow him around, yeah, just <laughs> an extra accessory, yeah, to the like to a purse, <laughs> oh a nice my little satchel. God. There you the go. Michaela Mason package. Oh, satchel. <laughs> now it's like, the, what did you say? The DLC? Yeah. Yeah. DLC of the video game. <laughs> DLC package. I don't know exactly the, what that means. <laughs> it's the little, uh, it's little, get, a little gift you get when you, uh, when you buy something. It's like the Dutch oh, Bros sticker. I could be a little gift. You're the Dutch Bros sticker. <laughs> I'm a little, I'm a little gift. Uh, kind of useless, but you still. No, you're an amazing <laughs> gift. You're an amazing <laughs> gift. Well, that was awesome. It was awesome to have you guys. Fucking love to have you on again. We're, we're going to do it pretty soon, I guess. Bigfoot. <laughs> Bigfoot. And, um, I mean, wish you the best of luck, guys. And uh, thank you for coming. Um, This was Peaks and Valleys. Uh, anything you got to say, Martin? Uh, you can go ahead and plug our stuff, you know. Our- oh, yeah. You can find us at Peaks and Valleys at uh, well, at uh, YouTube and Peaks and Valleys at Twitter. Leave the links below. Spotify. Oh yeah, and at Spotify. Thank you for reminding me, sir. Uh, I forgot about that shit. Oh, I- our iTunes Spotify playlist. On our oh yeah, that's right. Oh, follow our Spotify playlist <laughs> because we're adding the songs that we play on there. So if you're interested in what songs we choose, we have a playlist on there. Um, thank you again for listening, and uh, we'll see you later. Whenever, peace. <laughs> awesome. All right, can you press the stop button for me? Uh, it's on the mouse. It's in the mouse. Oh my god. Okay, Is I'll it this go. button? No. <laughs> <laughs> Just... What button is it? Unbutton.